Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. Yes, sir. Another week, another day, another Laker loss, but we'll get to that in a second, guys. <laughs> uh, as usual, joined by my co-hosts, Money Mike and Stat Pat. Money Mike, how are you? You know, I'm great. My, had a pretty good week, but the Lakers... I'm not feeling them right now. No, but it's just preseason, right? I mean, you know, it, uh, they, they think it is. <laughs> Wasn't it? Weren't we just talking yes, a couple of weeks? Yeah, I was Stat like, Pat, how are you feeling? Um, I kind of like, I'm not, not as good as Mike. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, you asked I'm how actually, I was doing. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of like irritated right now. Yeah. Dude. Every time I'm on my timeline, there's somebody cracking jokes or Lakers. I mean, I know the Lakers are not at full strength, but that's really no excuse when you have, like, you know, AD, you know, LeBron and Russ. When they supposedly have all this talent that they well, At the same time, they're always hurt. And it's all of a sudden, it's yeah. already starting now. It's starting right now. It's like 10 games in. The 401k. Yeah, Lakers like, you know, yeah, right? You know how they had that, that picture in the, begin in the beginning? They had the 360 picture yeah. with them. Like, it should have been 401k. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been 401k. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, man. <laughs> Clipper Darrell's just having a field day. He's, th he's thanking uh, everybody from Dave Lillard to Gilchrist. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. But we all know who's going to laugh in the end, right, guys? Uh, uh, no. Oh, no. Uh, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about that. All right. We're going to talk about that. All right. You know, there, there were, in, in, historically, there was a really, really good team. It was it was Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard. We've been here before. Yeah, we've, seen, we've seen this. We've seen this right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we, we, we got to see really what this is. I, I'm kind of feeling that same thing, Money Mike. So uh, let's just keep moving here. Let's keep the show going. If you watch the show, you know where we start with a segment with our buddy here, Marco Nunez, former head athletic trainer for the Los Yo. Angeles Lakers, our buddy and our friend. Marco, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. All I'm going to say, it's maybe it's not necessarily how you start, but maybe how you finish. So oh, it is. Okay. Well, you know, but you have to make the playoffs, though. <laughs> In the West. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Mark, real quick, man. What's up? Look. Look, look, I was undefeated. The Derrick Henry got hurt. And this dude, you know, <laughs> this dude's foot, you know what I mean? What, the fifth bone in his foot? He had surgery. Fifth metatarsal. Fifth metatarsal. I don't know what any of that means, but <laughs> would he be back in a couple of weeks before, you know, the, the, not the, well, NFL playoffs, just a fantasy football play. No, bro. Those are more important. Than <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what that means is, is you need a new running back. That's what that means. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, um, man. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, Derrick Henry was number one running back. I think he was probably the number one fantasy player out there right now. Um, if you had Derrick Henry, you were riding him to the to the fantasy playoffs. I'm right um, I guess, trust me, everybody that had Derrick Henry was, I mean, you could have just had Derrick Henry and everybody else, you know, other players, you would have been solid, you would have been gold. Um, so he, he, uh, he, him going down kind of hurt a lot of people. Um, so you're not alone, Money Mike. Does that help at all? So, so yeah, I got <laughs> No, it doesn't. But, but he's letting me know, don't even worry about Derrick Henry and finding a – We need to move I, on. I, 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 you I, need I, to put in a waiver claim. Apparently, apparently, I have to find another uh, defense. You need to put in a waiver claim. Offense, right? Put in a waiver claim, yeah. man. Right, Do that cool. tonight. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey, you know, you know, I, on my way here, man, you know, um, Marco, I, I was thinking. I, I was in my 2012 Buick Lacrosse, right? And, I, and I'm riding here, and, you know, this lacrosse has done me really, really well, man. You know, uh, I, I've, I've driven to Baker many times, 120 miles a day. You know, I used to go over to Fontana for seven years, right? You know, and I looked down on there, and they had 200 and 200,000 miles on my car, right? And, you know, it's done me really, really well. You know what I mean? I haven't had any major you know, injuries or anything like that, you know, or or service okay. stuff. We know where this is going. <laughs> Look, we all of a sudden, know. we already know. You know, we we have this player on, on on the Lakers, and and he keeps getting like the you know he's he's you know spending millions of dollars of maintenance on on, on his body. You know, all the oil changes, all the you know new tires and everything, and. And all of a sudden, we keep on getting like a domino strains, and you know, and who are we talking about now? I mean, I mean 
It, 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 this, it, it, wait, wait. I know who I'm talking about I, I know I'm going to have to what? get me another car at some point because my car is going to, you know. You mean, you mean, all right. You talking about you can need hey, two, two cars. Right, you want me to sum this up? Here's my question. Here's my question. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I think LeBron has 200,000 miles on him, man. How, how, much, how much further can we go with this guy? Well, here, here's the thing. He does do maintenance on his body, from my understanding. And, you know, when I was there, he did a lot of recovery. So that's one positive thing. So, you know, if we're looking at the silver lining or the half glass, uh, the half, the glass being half full, um, is he does t- take care of himself type of thing. Otherwise, maybe there'd be major, more other injuries type of thing. As far as the, the, the mileage, you know, it's wear and tear. He is older. He's been to the playoffs in the finals so many years. That piles up. You know, people forget about all those all those years, you know, th- those minutes so that they, they rack up. Um, the interesting part about it is the guest you guys are having today is actually probably perfect timing and should probably be a perfect person to ask, ask this question. Because one of the things about when you're working with an athlete, you have to look at the whole individual, like all, the, the, the entire player, what goes into the player. It's not just the taping the ankles, not just strengthening in the weight room, it's not just doing the rehab, but what you eat, what you're eating, when you're eating, types of foods, how's your body digesting it, how's your body absorbing some of the proteins, How's your body absorbing some of the carbohydrates? So Maggie, that you guys are going to have on today, she's a very good friend of mine. Um, she's very knowledgeable in that. So that would be one of the personal questions. So as you get older, obviously your met- met- metabolic rate kind of slows down or changes, and you have to be be ready to do you know understand that. So what you ate when you were 18, 19, you can't do the same thing when you're you know 30, 37, 36, 38. So you have to change your whole dynamics. You have to change um, your routine. You change what you do. Um, and hopefully his, his his staff that he that he works with understands that and and hopefully changes changes his routine as well uh should uh, is it obvious what we're seeing is this father time because you know uh, again we did see this with the carl malone never was injured comes to the lakers towards the end with the last year was going bam he's injured um lebron obviously has been a just absolute just uh well as, as say, athlete but yeah. As they say, there's three things that are undefeated in life, and Father Time is one of them. And so, so it is. It's just it's you have to assume it's piling up. Um, okay, I have a question for you. Yep. How how often has a guy uh, sat out of a game or or been held out of a game for a stomach ache? Um, it, it is common. It, it, it does happen. Um, as far as, as the bubbles, as they call it, or the gastrointestinal, um, issues type of thing, it, it, it does wear on that part. Um, we've had that in the past before. So when, when they have a basically the stomach flu and they just not feel right. And, and the issue with, with, the, with that is that when they do have the symptoms and I don't want to get too detailed here, but sure. it's coming off from, um, one of the issues we got to worry about is dehydration. And cramping on, on the cord because we got to uh, you know pump them with electrolytes and fluids and stuff like that. Um, and if they're out there, they start cramping and they can create an injury. So it, it can lead to something else higher than that. So it's just one thing as far as precautionary measures that you do that. So it, it is common. It does happen. And there's been times where players have not been able to, to play because of issues <laughs> without getting too detailed. Just happens. Yeah, we all have them. We all have them. That's for sure. I mean, at this point though, if it's not the bubble guts. Um, it's, it's, you know, oh. something else, like, you know, it's, it's, it's something sprain. else. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's sprain, sprain. Thumb, and every time yeah, sprain thumb, and then every time he falls down, I'm holding my breath because I mean, I'm swear to God, I need him to be wrapped in like bubble wrap because obviously it's just going to, it's a matter of time, man. You know, we all know it's a matter of time. He's going to be out for weeks and it's just to the point. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm looking at this team yeah. and it looked like. It's 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 like made with like out of porcelain and it's like put together with tape. It's like it's ready to go at any moment. And I don't. It's now looking at the wear and tear of like you said, father time. But then it's also injury prone. So now you got the dangerous cocktail mixer right there. I mean, you got father time and also people that get hurt all the time. So how do how do you I mean how do you look at this team now and feel secure with anything that we projected? I mean, that's where I think we're at right now. So so one of the issues that you're talking about as far as injury prone, it it also referred to as compensatory patterns. You know, when you compensate, you know, he's had that high ankle sprain from last year. He came back and he had a little bit of a soreness in the last couple of weeks that he's been kind of dealing with. So that does change your moving pattern. That changes your mechanics. It changes how you run up and down the court and what you do. And that usually kind of may may lead to something else, something else. So now he has the ankle. Now he has has the abdominal strain. Now we don't know what kind of degree of abdominal strain, whether it's first, second, or third degree. If it's a first degree, very mild, hopefully he's only out for maybe a week no more than two weeks but if it's second or third degree he may be out anywhere between four to eight weeks type of thing now the issue also is that 
the abdomen, abdominal muscles are basically the six pack muscles. That's one of your main core muscles in your body mm-hmm. that kind of holds you upright. Um, it's attached to your pelvis. So we want to make sure that he, if, when he comes back, he's healthy. He's not compensating because then that could lead to his pelvis being, you know, off, so to speak, which then can lead to something else, maybe groin strain, a hamstring strain or something of that sort. Um, and, and then it becomes a domino effect. So it, it's a matter of trying to kind of figure it out, stop stopping from the dominoes falling and then proceed from there. I have a question. We'll finish up with this. I have one last question for you, Marco. Uh, And I'm sure I'm reading way too much into this and looking way too deep. However, um, at what point or is there any blame on the coach when players are getting injured? And what I mean by that is, is obviously you have a coach who may overplay players. I don't mean that. What I mean is it seems to me from the fans point of view that a, a player and the entire squad is healthier if they have an organized offense that they know they're playing <laughs> where if they're playing literally just one-on-one who can get here it, it just seems like they're 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 trying to do too much and and injuries happen um is that possible? I mean, can we look at a Popovich's record who says everyone sticks within the program? Is are his players healthier than other players where maybe that offense isn't, you know, it's a more herky jerky scheme? Um, you know, it, it varies from player to player, but it varies from team, it varies from coach, it also varies the type of players you have, the system that you're running, type of thing. Um, so it's, it's tough to say that that is the cause of it or yes, no, so to speak type of thing. But, yeah, I mean, when you have enough time for the, for a certain players to, to play together as a team and, and create that chemistry, you understand it versus kind of just filling in the gaps as you go along and then one player step up and then he gets hurt and then now you got to bring somebody else in. That one that was hurt not comes in. So there's no um, unity or, or, or cohesiveness, so to speak. So it, it does – it makes it difficult to kind of create that chemistry as you're going along right now. So right now I think – what, what the Lakers are doing is they're just kind of trying to hold on till everybody slowly comes back and hopefully nobody falls apart before anybody else comes back and hopefully finally get the team together. <laughs> exactly. All right. so well, get we'll, we'll talk out. more about that later on. <laughs> All right. Oh, we hey, hey, appreciate, appreciate you, Marco. Marco, thank, thank you, you Marco. so much. Please let everybody know the best way to keep in touch and keep a hold of what you got going on. Yeah, if everybody has any questions regarding injuries or or, or want or is interested or, or if you had Derrick Henry in your lineup and you're looking for somebody else, um, feel free to DM me on my Instagram and Mark. Who do you suggest, man? Tell me right now. What's up? Playing, you already been in because I can't find nobody, man. <laughs> like, I can't find nobody that's gonna uh, give me 35 points, man. No, uh, no, no one's gonna <laughs> give me 35 points. Hopefully, sure. yeah, yeah. Right. Derrick Henry is one of a kind this season. Um, you know, he was like CJ2K a couple years ago. Man, um, there's no no running back out there. I think Cause, right look, now. I had because I even had Mahomes. Man. I had Mahomes, and then he decided he just wanted to fumble and throw interceptions <laughs> the last four it's games. Like, it's not my year. This year. Yeah, so yeah. Right. It, you know what? It didn't sound very promising for you from the start with your fantasy team, but man. we'll see. Thank you, Marco. We'll All let right. you go. Have a Appreciate great night. You, we'll see you next Thank you, week. Take care. <laughs> All right. Uh, as usual, great stuff from our guy, Marco. But uh, I can't wait to get to our next guest. Yeah. Uh, let's go on and uh, bring her on. As uh, Marco uh, alluded to, uh, we have guest Maggie A. Watt here. And Maggie, how are you? Hey. Can you hey, hear us? How are y'all doing? Good. We're good. We're good. We heard doing that you were the specialist. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty out here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> A little rough day for Dallas today. I don't want to mention about about. Yeah, I had Dallas defense. <laughs> Thank you very much. See, <laughs> like, like so what you said, you guys are already bonding here. It's perfect. Yeah. I had a great night yeah, last night, though. Did y'all watch the game last night? Yeah, but you know. It, it, it didn't really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect, Maggie. Thank you for joining us. Um, as Marco said, uh, you you do work with pro athletes, and and you're a little bit more on uh, a different end of the spectrum there, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, what your specialty is? Yeah, so it it's really going to be booming here uh, very soon because. You know, from just the perspective of just the athlete, you know, they are so much supported by, you know, orthopedics and physical therapists and athletic trainers. And there seems to be a really big gap about, you know, what's going on with them on a cellular level. And what I the way I was taught by my mentor was to really look at the athlete as a system, as a whole. And, you know, we see this with regular people like us. And, and, and like you, is that whenever we have something going on, 
you know, we're thrown with different, going to different people, you know, you go to a, um, a specialist for this and specialist for that and specialist for this, and no one is talking to each other. And so the way I look and I observe the athlete is as somebody that is from a system point of view, right? Because that's how our body works is, you know, the gastrointestinal system, like your stomach is affected, but with, you know, what's going on with your brain, you know, you heard about that, you know, the access, how that's affected, how, how, uh, how our heart affects our kidneys, right? And seeing it from like that system point of view. And so my job is to really look at the root cause of injury, which is inflammation, right? And that's what we want to tackle is that inflammation. So what's going on within the athlete, you know, before the injury and the three questions that I always ask is, you know, why this athlete, why this injury and why now? Yeah, I ask that about F.T. Davis all the time. Well, let me ask. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you've studied, you know, Anthony, but he's literally been injury prone pretty much his whole career. You know, uh, when he's uh, I don't think I've ever seen him 100 percent, even when he game one of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's always one of those like. It's always a knee or you know mm. a, a hamstring or things like that, like something decent, it, it, right? So I mean, it, or, or like a muscle, you know, or muscle or joint usually with 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 AD. Um, do you have any speculation on why he continues to have like injuries like that or injury prone in general? So I guess what is really important is the 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 assessment of the athlete and what i do is i take a very thorough assessment like a physical history right i mean i even ask them uh you know how they were born you know were they born vaginally or were they born c-section as crazy as that sounds because uh the way of being born affects your immune system you know it affects how how our immune system and how we're able to you know, recoup and recover because that starts in our gut. And so simply just taking a thorough history and looking at epigenetics and looking at what's going on with their family and looking at their nutrition and looking at, okay, where are they training? Are they around a lot of toxins, right? So like for, you know, golfers, there are a lot of around a lot of toxins because they're outside and there's glyphosate and they spray all this you know, toxic crap on, you know, the, the, the course and that they're bringing that in and that can affect their immune system and how they recover. So it's a lot of, it's very intensive, um, assessment that I would love to ask him and be like, you know, here are the, here, here are these full questions. Let's dive deep into this and look at what your triggers are. Because it always starts with the triggers. You know, people always want to jump on the gun and be like, here, let me give you this anti-inflammatory. And a lot of people don't know that inflammatories wreck your gut, right? So I don't even like to prescribe those more than 10 to 14 days max. You don't want to be on that. Well, it sounds like what you're saying, though, is uh, the inflammation is actually a warning. It's showing you something. If you're if you're just taking inflammatories, all you're doing is putting a Band-Aid on that, correct? Right. Absolutely. So you're so just you leaving yourself open. You want to get to the bottom of triggers. That That's exactly what this is all about. You want to see exactly, you know, is it their shoe? Is it the way that they're walking, Right. Is it, you know, what is it that they're eating constantly? And that's why I do thorough testing, like food sensitivity testing, um, looking at their gut. Is there yeast growing in their gut? I mean, I've had world-class elite athletes that have had things growing in their gut that they had no idea, right? So that's inflammation that's already brewing that they had no idea that that was going on. Well, let me, let me ask you this, though, like go, getting back to AD, I know you you never, um, you know, have seen him, worked with him, but, you know, he was basically a, a size of a guard. And then over exactly. six months or so, he grew up to a center. Like, you know, he grew up like uh, almost a nine foot. inches or a foot. Yeah, al- almost a foot. You know, yeah. does do, is that the fact the growth rate that he had? Does that affect, um, you know, possible injury? 
him being injury prone that way? You know, I'll be honest with you. So like from like a pediatric perspective, I don't know if you guys know or if you've had the experience when remember when you were 13 and you went through a really big growth spurt, you know, they call them growing pains, you know, for adolescent boys. And so that's because their growth plates are starting to, um, you know, extend to just more aggressively than than they would like. So not to get all too sciencey, but some of y'all were shaking your head when I said that. Like, yeah, I remember those growing pains. So that could be a factor too. It was, it, I remember my son went through the, uh, we'll say the child basketball protocol where uh, travel ball team and, and such. And there were many players that he was playing with on his, from 11U to 14U, that's for sure, mm -hmm. um, that uh, were wearing ankle braces and knee braces and were told that it was growing pains. Um, but I really wonder if it, 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 is it really okay to continue to play and ball as hard as they do, uh, with what, you know, maybe casually calling growing pains or is that creating a future problem? I think the problem that I would, that I would say with a lot of, uh, adolescent sports is that they play year round and not even pro athletes do that. Like their parents want to put them in. They, they're like, well, I want them to be pro. So they're going to be in this. And then I'm when it's Christmas time, I'm going to put them in this camp. And then the summer, I'm going to put them in a two-month camp. Mm -hmm. And you're not allowing, again, you're not allowing the, the um, you're not allowing enough time for recovery. You're not allowing enough time for the player to absorb the uh, training, which is really important. Uh, when you're talking about resiliency in the athlete, you want to absorb the training. And so another thing is, is that I think with, and it's, you know, football is really big in Texas, right? Like, you know, everybody wants their kid to be like the next, uh, you know, NFL big cowboy player and all that. And so you see that a lot and you're seeing now more, more injuries more than ever because they're not having diversity in sport. So from from just a medical sports medicine standpoint, um, you know, if anyone has kids, I really encourage to really diverse the uh, the sports for them, and it helps them with different with different things like agility and um, just being able to. I mean, listen, like Dirk, he you know he didn't start off playing basketball; he played tennis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of those um, players, Nash, yeah, a lot of the players, yeah, a lot of the players from Europe, uh, Europe especially yeah. like Luca and like even Paul Gasol, they played soccer and but they outgrew the sport. So now they, you, mean, you can't be a seven foot. You got over too many five they three. Grew five out of foot. It. Yeah, it literally grew out of the sport. And <laughs> they so, could be probably a good goalie, but maybe they're yeah, too but slow. it's like that's boring. <laughs> that's boring. Anything, <laughs> yeah. Right? So. But so you see that, but they also have, like you were saying before, that diversity in sports. I mean, I remember like growing up and you had the, um, you'll be like off season sports, right? You yeah. had like, you would go yeah. like some baseball people being, to this, yeah, to that. you know, football, you had track, you know, you had, and your body was able to, you know, not just have the same muscles being worked over and over and over, right. the same ligaments being worked over and over. And, um, you get, you know, more, like you were saying before, you know, you get more agile and your agility, you know, you know, gets better. Um, so, yeah, I think that is very important because once you have a year round sports, it just seems like these kids are being overworked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that, too, because, you know, Michael Thompson, even on the radio, he always used to say that he would not let his kids play like when, you know, when the season was over, he force them to do something else so take time sport, off you know not just take time off but some other sport like if if like late Thompson you want them to play baseball or you want them to play, it worked because he's know, got a professional baseball player right. and a professional but, basketball but player. he but <laughs> what he said was it, I guess it's along the lines of what we're saying is that that if it's not you're not using the same muscles uh year round therefore they have opportunity to rest but let me ask you uh one last question then it's uh we have a couple more minutes with you um how we know diet is important but how important is diet you know uh, um because i mean I, i've heard like we you know especially with marco and 
And other people will say that, you know, when they come into the league, everybody tells tells them, hey, 19-year-old kid, hey, you know, you need to have a certain diet and make sure you, you know, get you eat right yeah. and you get sleep and you rest. And then, you know, they like, man, we, I'm good. And then they go to a club and they go to a <laughs> hookah bar and, you know, they, you know, they do all these Whatever things. Whatever they're doing. And then, oh, and then, so now they don't have, they, they realize and they, that, oh, man, you know, 10, 15 years in the league, they're like, oh, man, <laughs> you know, I can't do what I used to do. You know? Go smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I'm going to add to his question. So he asked how important is diet. But my, my, my question to add to that, because I, I was going to piggyback on that, is how important, you know, is diet in the whole scheme of things? But also, are you starting to see a trend or has it already happened in professional sports where teams are being much more forceful with their players to, or more strict to, to get on that diet? So I, so I always see as if you think about it, like our cells and our body are always constantly listening. Right. So whenever we're, whenever we eat something, it's information, it's information and it's taking it as, as information. So whenever we're eating something, the, uh, the body sees it as, okay, what is this thing? So when you, when you are ingesting a lot of processed foods, your body doesn't recognize that because it is made in the lab. It is something that is, that is processed. Obviously it's something that is genetically modified um, that is palatable. They've, they've, you know, these companies have invested millions and millions of dollars in bringing in, uh, food psychologists to create something that our brain is going to be addicted to. So, um, and unfortunately it's gearing more towards the younger athletes, right? So, um, diet obviously, and food, seeing that, taking that in as number one, as medicine, because I always don't like to throw supplements on athletes. I feel like the supplement industry industry is very much, um, I mean, they're doing well. It's a billion dollar industry. Um, and it is just a lot of people are using supplements as uh, a form of, of, of food. And so we're, we need to switch that mindset and be like, okay, what are some of the things that I need to ingest? How much protein do I need to ingest? And the other thing, what I do with my testing is seeing as, is your body actually absorbing this? Is it absorbing the protein? Because sometimes it isn't. Gotcha. And that all has an effect. Um, are, are there, uh, what is the gamut of tests? How long does something like that take when, when you're doing a study on somebody? Yeah. So as far as the, um, the gut testing, that usually... Um, you know, it comes in a kit and then I usually get information back uh, from three weeks to a month. But within that time, I have my athletes, you know, do a food diary. I also want to know, you know, how long they're training and what time they're sleeping. That's the other thing that that I want to touch on is there's so much emphasis on food. But I think the most important thing when it comes to resiliency in the athlete and also in recovery and becoming a better athlete in general is to dial in some more sleep gotcha so i mean you i'm assuming you recommend at least eight hours so i don't say that i don't say eight hours i usually have my athletes wear a um uh you know i don't want to endorse anything but i have them wear a heart rate variability um, monitor on them it either comes in a form of a ring or it comes in form of a you know they have the whoop or the aura whatever Sure. Um, and, and to check their sleep, some people do great on six hours. Some okay. people do great on eight hours. So it depends on how deep you're sleeping. Um, so the amount, the depth that you're having of, of that non REM sleep is really important because that's when recovery happens. That's a, so, so as usual guys, there's layers to the, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I'm thinking like, man, I mean, I must be doing it all wrong. Cause I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> Four hours, yeah. Five yeah, but you hours. got young ones and little ones at the oh. house running around. Yeah, You're just doing what you can, right? Maggie, thank yeah. you so much. Please let everybody know how they can keep up to date with you because you really do post some really great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, so I know we got connected on LinkedIn. I'm also very active on Instagram um, as well. Maggie dot um, underscore, 
And I hate that underscore because someone took my name. Uh. <laughs> like, just messaging them and be like, hey, can you just like sell this? Do your name back. Yeah, like, come on, let's, let's something, something out, right? right. Like, underscore that eats at you. I understand. But you know what? People remember it. It's with the underscore. It's like athletes asking for, you know, to get on a new team. Like, can I get that number? I know. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> Zach. Well, thank you so much, Maggie. Awesome. I'll keep up with you. Keep up online and we'll be in touch. Hope thank to have you. you on again real soon. Thank, thank you for sending up late with us. We really appreciate it. Get some rest. Bye. Right. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Yeah, guys. So diet, uh, sleep. We always knew that, yeah. but I think that the science is proving that it's even more important than ever before. And uh, to the ones that aren't taking it seriously, are going to pay the price. Yeah. They aren't. They aren't going to have that extended career yet. Yet with the diet. Father time is still undefeated. Man, yeah, look, obviously, right? Can we can we talk about these forty one and forty one Lakers? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying like, that's the way they playing. I mean, does anybody agree with me? Like, do we see? Does anybody see anything better? Hey, my girl Andrea in here. I'm gonna bring you. I'm gonna bring you on the, you know, in, in, in a minute. Listen. I'm I'm done with these Lakers. I'm letting y'all know right oh, now. No, we too early, bro. Hey, I'm gonna let you know. We right too now. early for that. Done? No. You're done. Hey. hey. Look, you know what? Look, let me just, let me just throw it out there, man. You know, this, this is my feeling. Like these, they're not. There's no cohesiveness on this team. We have a whole lot of people. Like here's my thing. When they, uh, what was that game against? Uh, who was it? It was a couple games ago, and 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 they they had a stat. It was the last game LeBron played, right? You know, LeBron had 27. Yeah, 27, 24, 27, 24, and 23. Mix. So the, I'm looking like, and I'm like, yo. That's the only we, thing you saw, right? I, that, that's the only thing I saw. And then I'm like, yo, we Which, blew them out. No, nah, we won by two. Like, what, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, this is true. What is this team doing? What is the it's true. What, what is the offensive game plan? I, you know, well, what defense are we playing? You know, we have a whole lot of players individually doing well, but we're not performing as a team, as we can see by the the 26-point lead, lead blown. And a 19 point lean blown. And that and, and that the team that, that I'm talking about that we lost to only have two wins. Right. Yes. So is it the talent? It's the it's the, the heart. heart over what heart. is going on? All right. You know what? It's a great question because the Lakers are stumping the whole league except for Clipper Daryl. He loves it. But Clipper Daryl, we got you because it's still early in the season. But don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. We just have to give some love to our sponsors here and say hello. Uh, don't go anywhere. Thank you for joining the Profanity Nation podcast. We will be right back. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Hey guys, every once in a while, you got to chill out, you got to hang out, you got to relax. And when I want to do that, I head over to the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center in Chatro, California. They are an awesome dispensary stocked with everything that you need to relax, hang out. It doesn't matter which way you want to take it or enjoy it. Just go there, say hello, tell them the Profanity Nation sent you. That is Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. You just have to stop by because that's the place to be. Scott. <laughs> nice. Well, the new, the good news radio and podcast network is where you can find access and find some of the best shows and personalities in the business live and on demand right at your fingertips. It's simple. Just download the good news radio app and enjoy all of your favorite shows on the network. All right, guys. All right. Well, thank you for uh, sticking around with us in the Profanity Nation podcast. We have some fun stuff to talk about and some not so fun stuff to talk about. All right. Money Mike, you know, we were here a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, kind of slowly but surely how the preseason, you know, they went what, oh and six, oh and eight, oh and eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, ah, well, you know, all the preseason, mm-hmm. all the, the apologists. We kind of felt there was a little more to it, but you didn't want to look like an idiot and you know, oh, you know what? Look, sky's I'm falling. A, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump in. 
because yeah. I'm a, I'm full disclosure that was me. Like I <laughs> I I definitely was scoffing at the O and A. I'm like, eh, it's preseason. We're gonna get it together. We're gonna find it. We're gonna get. It. And then all of a sudden, like after you see that. And then you start seeing the lineups being put on the floor. Then you start losing faith in the whole process, right? Because I'm still struggling. Why in the world we still have DJ starting games, like literally starting games. If you go and just go and just go on and Google uh, DeAndre Jordan (laughs) and look at his defense and see how he's never around the play. Now, he may have a block or two, you know, when they really come to him. But if he has to be in rotation, if he has to hedge, he has to do any of that stuff like that, he is a deer in headlights. And they exploit him and they hunt for him. But the thing about that is, is I'm really struggling. Why do I see my coach still putting him in positions to fail? And that's where I think it's starting from the top down. A lot of this stuff is injuries. I get that. But if AD got to play, play the five, he got to play the five. If we got to start Dwight, we got to start Dwight. Stop doing the same thing, and hopefully this stuff works out for you because now he doesn't have his crutch, which was LeBron, and now he also has to worry about Westbrook and try to go ahead and acclimate him to the offense. It's a little frustrating at this point for me. Money Mike. Uh, yeah. Stat Pat brings up coaching, uh, brings up you know uh, possibly players, you know uh, rotation, starters, and this and that. Is Vogel getting exposed? I mean, I think absolutely he's getting exposed. And, and, first and, of all, I thought he was a defensive coach. Well, that isn't looking good at <laughs> so, all, right? And, and and you know, the offense, we're scoring points, you know, yeah. uh, even with bad lineups. But yeah. no defense is getting paid. You know, I mean, play, you know, it, um, you know, these runs that they're made, they're not, he's not calling timeout. He's not making adjustments. So um, I, I don't know what's going on right now, but. You know, I we're in LA. I can't I can't be like, oh, we'll figure it out. I'm not I'm not I'm not that guy. Uh, but <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm gonna ask Andrea. Andrea, you got I know you have something to say. Do I have a lot to say? Where you want me to start? Oh, everywhere you want. You have just, the mic, just, Andrea. Just bring it. Man, listen, Bogle gonna get fired by game twenty five, guaranteed. <laughs> this is why, okay. First and foremost, you guys already said it. He's a defensive coach. I don't see where on God's green earth we're playing any lick of defense. I swear, like, it, once Carmelo Anthony has four blocks in a game, we're, we're on a snowball trajectory downward. He's never played defense ever, but all of a sudden – He's our best defender. Right. Come right. on. This is blasphemy, right? <laughs> he touched on DeAndre Jordan. Okay, why he's starting? I understand why he's starting. He got to get acclimated because, by golly, wow, his eyes look like super close together, and that's the reason why he gets lost on the floor. I don't know what's going on, but improper it, it, spacing of the pupils. Man, <laughs> improper spacing, absolutely. For me, the last part, the 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 part that I really want to focus on is, um, I don't know if anybody has caught both OKC games as well as the last Portland game yeah. and and literally watch the common sense meter of Russell Westbrook go from 10 to negative 42. I had never seen somebody miss so many wide open layups. You're averaging if, if y'all there's a, there's a tweet that says there are more games that Russell Westbrook has gotten more turnovers then field goals, hit field goals. Uh, when he played Portland, he made one field goal, shot 7%, and had six turnovers, bro. <laughs> right. In five of the ten games we played, he's had more turnovers than actual balls in the basket. I'm so overwhelmed with, like, I don't know what um, Vogel is doing. Um, I think that I'm hoping and praying that AD went out of that game so we can actually – you know what, Russ? Have a free-for-all. Let me see what you actually can do. But then guess what? You actually plummeted and you failed. And it's not even like we, we lost with honorable fashion. Like mm-hmm. We yeah. look like deer in about 50,000 headlights. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think we should just go on ahead and ship Russell Westbrook to Cleveland and go on ahead and get Ricky Rubio because that man shoots 80% from free throw. Oh, Russ shoots a whopping 60% this season from free throw, right? Mm-hmm. And he's shooting a whopping 20. He shot two of eight, and his three-point percentage went up. 
Riddle me that. Okay? <laughs> that, that That's hard to do. Like, it's blasphemy everywhere. I feel like, Vogel, you have all these pieces, and if you can't figure out decent lineups, that's really bad. We have Hall of Famers all over this doggone team. You have to be able to put a lineup. I know two lineups right now we should be running. First and foremost, when we were playing OKC, the first game we're up by 26, and you see Russell Westbrook out of sorts going 9,000 miles per hour, <laughs> sub him out and bring in Rondo and take him out the game. Slow it down. Obviously, your common sense, he gets to points where we're up, and you can see he's playing well, but then he feels like hero mode. It's mm -hmm, like something mm -hmm, else clicks mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. and he he does the stupidest yep. crap until the game is over. Yep. I'm like, you were doing completely yep. different when the game started. Mm -hmm. And and then did y'all see the out of bounds pass he left his man yeah. on the baseline? Mm. Then yeah. you shoot the three after Carmelo hit two, Austin Reeves hits one, and Avery Bradley hits one in the OKC game, but. You want to pull up with eight seconds left yep. on the clock and play hero yep. ball. Yep. And right. After they all bailed you out, I'm I'm living, Bro. guys. Okay. Oh, I'm living. Okay. You you got go 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 go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm 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 feeling all that, and you know what I'm pissed pissed off about is the fact that I ask anyone like if your starting point guard is is averaging five turnovers a game, I don't give a damn what's going on around him. I don't care who's balling. If your starting point guard is averaging five turnovers a game, you're not winning the championship. That would go against everything in the history of the game. Just starting there, you just can't, you just can't do that. And you see him doing it over and over. Now, sometimes I'm looking at some of the turnovers. I'm really under. I'm trying to see how did he last so long. I know in the league, I know I know he's very athletic, but I mean Stu Lance every time. You know how Stu Lance. Stu Lance say about five everything. Five of the same thing every game, right? Nice. You know everything he says. So same same thing, right? One of the things he always says: don't jump up and leave your feet to make a pass. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things he harps on. It's dude. well, it's pretty basic. It's eleven it, 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 you yeah, basketball because right it's, there. Yes, and because it's you know because it's fundamentals. Yeah, and you see him do it over and over and over. And I'm like, what are you thinking? I'd rather you just jump up in the air. You get lost. You don't have a – heave it to the basket, bro. At least I can know I have a chance at the offensive rebound. I don't care if you brick. Just throw it up there, dude. We have a we have a better chance of getting the ball back, hitting the rim, than we do when you just throw Spe the ball Speaking there. of brick, I just need to uh, interject here. You guys did catch the soundbite from Derek Fisher on Spectrum Sportsnet. Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> he accidentally said oh, – well, I don't know. But he said – he's like, okay, when uh, Westbrook – I mean Westbrook – <laughs> he yeah. said it. But here's my thing, though. You know, we 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 know that Westbrook is an all star. We know Westbrook is the MVP. We know he's a walking triple double. What is it? Is it is this the Laker syndrome where he just you know you know when Rice came over? You go up or you go down. Yeah, we like, talked about it. Is, something is, about that purple and gold. Yeah, is it something about the purple and gold, or is it Vogel not? putting him in a position for him to win because I mean, for the Lakers to win, because, and the reason why I say that is they still got LeBron bringing the ball up when Westbrook is on the floor. So Westbrook ain't got nothing to do when, you know, so now when they, when LeBron's not there now, Westbrook is like, uh, you know, because it seems like the offense is not going through him. And that's what I always felt like in order for it to be work and be successful, the offense has to okay, go to so I'm, I'm just saying something, I'm just, Mike. But I'm just saying. Mike, money, money. Okay, but we saw that movie, though. See what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. we're looking at that happening in the first four or five games. We're like saying, okay, you have to be Russ. You have to be the point guard. You need the ball in your hands. We're giving you the ball in your hands. And he's consistently turning the ball over. And not only is throwing turning the ball over. I mean, it's just bonehead turnovers. So it's like, okay, and I'm, I mean, I love Russell. And yeah, and it's kind of you know everybody's like, oh my god, he crept walking on the court and everything. Like, no, we ain't we ain't with that right now. What's happening right Can now? Can we not win it? What, what, yeah, we're not winning. And we're what's not happening before you can do anything? What's happening right now? You in L.A., bro? That's what's happening. And now you're being exposed. Everything I know. Yeah, we got tape on Russell. We know about Russell, but there ain't never been no heat like this before. Like this, this because we, I mean, we we already at the point we're trying to throw our shoes on the court. Like we're already, you know, get. 
he's already given up on the season. You know, it's, it's like he's already he we're already supposed won. to go to the game tomorrow. Man. Already already done. Done. Yeah. Done. Yo, yeah, but we're going to see LaBello. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, we are going tomorrow and, and I'll be I will be 100 percent rooting for the Lakers. And I definitely expect for everybody to be playing well. Oh, but can you admit that you that we need LeBron, though? Can I admit we need LeBron? Come on now. I think we need Lonzo. Well, I mean, no, I'm saying, we, you know, you know Lazo ain't walking through that door, okay? So, so <laughs> who we have, well, you got to admit good. that we need LeBron, man, on that court. Yeah, but we shouldn't. We not shouldn't. for the, the games that we just played and lost. We should not need LeBron for and, those and, games. And, and what's so bad about it is we have, like, uh, the home schedule. Like, you know, we're about to go on the road. Oh, yeah. And and, and these games are about to get really, really tough. It's going to get worse. And everybody's gunning for us. Um, I just want to... No, how are we going to be able to? How are we going to fix this? I mean, that's you know, you okay. know we, we're Laker fans. We got to figure out how we can fix it so that way we can right. tell. If you're listening, uh, we know you are. We can see you out there watching right now. Please in the comments, uh, big baby, if you're still out there, how can we get this back on track? Because this is not on track, and eventually we got to stop saying it's still early in the season well, or it's preseason. Yeah, I, I think though. Um, so I'm I'm. Killing the guys on on and, you know them losing and all that stuff and yeah you know, I'm I'm harping on 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 Westbrook I, I actually think that we still haven't seen none like we still haven't seen him on the court with Ariza you know Ariza we still haven't seen these they, these wing defenders that we would have in the game now I'm not saying it would have made some monumental differences but what I'm saying is it's 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 the rotation would probably get a little tighter. The problem with that is we don't have a timetable. On, or we'll, we have a timetable, but I don't know when it is. I don't know when they come in. Well, I know I a reason know, was like, eight weeks. So, so, we, so we we're, we're, another, we're another monthly. Now we do have like you know I do love you know what help you know, us if if we're if, if our savior is Ariza <laughs> at this stage in his career, then we need yeah we're in. Trouble. I mean, shoot, I mean at this point, I mean, I mean, Carmelo. I love Ariza, but come on. Okay, so here's a here's the question. So you bring it up the point. The question is. Once we quote unquote get to full strength, you know, with a reason, can you come back? We have to go undefeated. Are we? <laughs> are we? Are we, we going to turn the corner and be able to? I'm not going to say undefeated. Let's say, can we win five games in a row? We have to win the games we're supposed to win. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I don't know if they're going to get together by playoffs. They're, you hey, know, Andrea, what? looking at Mike again. They're okay. Get her on. <laughs> get her on, Andrea. Go ahead. Uh. <laughs> Y'all, y'all depended on Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only asking a question. The only reason why I was asking that is because, um, yes, he's a great piece. I love Trevor, right? However, um, this is contingent. Honestly speaking, this doesn't. It doesn't matter what our role players do. At the end of the day, they're here for a specific role. They're not needle pushers to me, right? Um, what we need to do is figure out the core. Once our core can get it together, everybody falls into place. We don't need to worry about everybody else, right? The right. issue is when Braun is on the ball and you have Russ off the ball, he has to have some sort of common sense. I haven't seen that in in years. So we're, we're stuck in, in a, in a catch-22, right? He's a freakish athlete who was never a point guard. This is our problem. He started off a shooting guard. Mm -hmm. And literally, his shot was decent, and now it's declining. So we're faced with, okay, Bron, are you going to play off the ball? And you can bring it up, but then let Russ take over um, on the, on the, on the, in the pain? Or what are we going to do? How is this going to look? Because... At the end of the day, we're we're stuck. Two people are ball dominant. Two people need the ball in their hand majority of the time to create, right? And if the ball is out of LeBron's hand, the ball doesn't move like it's supposed to. The one good thing I can say is when Russell's on the floor, the ball moves. That's what I do know. Right. When LeBron's off the floor, the ball moves. We literally just can't shoot if Russ is shooting. You know what I'm saying? We need to just figure out how our three stars can work, and then it will fall into place. Under I honestly, I honestly, I honestly feel that Russell and LeBron need to be staggered at all times. They never need to be on the floor at the same time. They can start, you know, for starting lineup purposes, but we need to be subbing immediately and staggering them. The three, the 
games that they all played together, the last game that LeBron played, Vogel actually did that, and we won, and it looked like a win. And it's because the ball doesn't get stuck, and you don't get uh, Westbrook off the ball shooting nothing but bricks, taking viable uh, attempts from Carmelo, who's on fire this year, yep, right? And 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 taking shots away from Austin Reeves, who actually think he knows what he's doing as a rookie. But you, but you, God Almighty, feel like you can hit the shot, Russ. That's where we have an issue. His common sense has to kick in. I, I, I feel you, Andrea. I mean, I mean, I think me and you discussed offline that literally, I mean, both of them obviously at the start, but LeBron needs to go out at the six-minute mark and then allow Westbrook to run the second unit. And then when when you sit down Westbrook, bring Rondo in to work with LeBron. Uh, Vinci, I think you want to say anything, something. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with what Ray said that. Uh, uh, what I think is that we need to bring back LeBron back to the point guard position. Like what we did in 2020. Like that would totally work. Push Le- push Russ to the shooting guard spot. Like she she did mention that he started his career off as a shooting guard. Like why don't we use him as a totally as a slasher? Like I feel like that would li- literally work. That's what happened in Miami with D-Wade also, right? That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Except D Wade is more efficient. At that yeah. stage, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, at but this they, point, they could still they could still run those plays though. Yeah. And, and at this point, I think you know, something could drive because his percentage ain't that. He just has to be an intangible person right now. We don't need you for scoring. Carmel between Braun, A D and Mello, we can get twenty to twenty five on any given night at least. And then role players are giving us a solid eight to ten. That's good enough to win a game. So let me. And they, do, and they also have to be intangible in the coaching in the, in the you know the bench, right? They have him as an assistant coach. So even to maintain the egos, they have someone. Yeah, and well, going back to the coaching, like isn't this all coaching? Like in this, shouldn't yeah. they be running this and practicing this? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, before the game and try yeah. to figure out like what is the best strengths. I mean, because look, I mean, I think that's that's what they should do. I mean, this coaching staff needs to get together, look at where everybody flourishes, and put them in that position to do that. And I don't feel that they have. I feel like was Jason Kidd that important? May, maybe yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're seeing it. I mean, it has to be. But yes. but then it's like, but let's go back to what our original point was, and we all can agree that Vogel's a defensive coach. And so, like, I know Tibbs, wherever Tibbs go, like, I don't give a damn who. He, and Tibbs could have us three and 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 Andre and somebody else, and we're gonna be top ten defense. That's right. real. That's 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 it. Always happens. And if, and over time, so you're gonna get the you know gonna get the pieces that he needs to go ahead and really tighten the screws. And defensively, they are always up there. You know, and so you can see uh, Tibbs. You know, they're gonna play hard defense. They're gonna be tough nose. You know, you hard nose. You you know a Tibbs team when you see it. I don't know what our identity is now. I mean, they said that we traded defense for offense, but now since we have this glorified, you know, our, our three-point percentage is high. That's masking all the other stuff that I see, like she was talking about before, like the ball sometimes does not stop. And I'm really upset with Russ taking that three. I'm still not over that. <laughs> like, really, this, I'm still right. not over that because he literally dribbled the ball it's not eight the play. seconds. It's not the play. It's never the play. Right. It's never for the – when LeBron does, it's never the play. Just a drop no, dribble. No, it, it was the play. You didn't see it? Vogel said, Vogel said I mean, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know he put the remade to play. I'm just saying, why did he? Okay, so if that's the case, then he really needs to be fired because there's no reason why I'm going to have him stuck on the corner and just say, okay, Russ, what you're going to do is you're going to wind down the clock, dribble all the way to eight, and then, then heave the three. When you have Carmelo Anthony was killing it, killing it, and, and on fire, and and he and he made the other three. He made y'all a three. Got a freeze, y'all got a freeze frame when he shot the three. If y'all notice, Carmelo was <laughs> Carmelo was wide open, waving for the ball, literally See. waving. I froze yes. it. I watched it four times. Like I can't believe this man is slow. <laughs> you know, and look, I, let me tell y'all. I, I must admit, look, because I kind of was a little annoyed at having Carmelo on the team. You know, because I was like, this dude is gonna take the air out the ball. 
But look, he, he's playing well. And and I said, you know, I was talking about how he ain't gonna get no assists, but and I was proving that point. He yeah. was getting one and zero, one no problem, zero and one assist. But dude, that ball going in, dude, he getting buckets, dude. He you comes know? like runs like you come to L.A. I'm gonna get you buckets, yeah. And you ain't gonna work for him, dude. I mean, all you gotta do is just look at the basket, shoot in the basket. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. What I've been begging people to do was since I got on this team, there right. ain't nobody got a consistent jump shot. However, let's go back to one thing in this offseason. This is one. Well, this is sometimes I I I hate when I hear that the players to the GMs. I hate that because they get in the way sometimes. And yes, we can we can talk about people being buddy buddy. Mm. But I'm now looking at the the Buddy Hill oh, yeah. situation. Oh yeah, I was going to bring that up. And and, exactly. and, and and I'm I'm feeling like, you know, buyer's remorse right now. How how you is know? that see see now we we're, we're we're putting a lot of blame on Vogel for not putting these players in a position to succeed. However, these players were brought to him by Palinka and I know whoever behind the scenes pulling the, st- the strings, LeBron, but Palinka signs off. Palinka says, here, make this happen. Is it Vogel or is it Palinka? I'd love to hear uh, Clubhouse's thought. Andrea, who, who's, the blame? who's the blame for this sorry team right now? <laughs> Listen, hey, hey, the thing about it is we're not even sorry, though. <laughs> right. The thing is we We, we look good on paper, not, though. What we did was we went and got pieces because they look good. But who I think is to blame is the person that literally called Buddy Hill and told him never mind because he was on his way to LA. Okay. The person that called and said never mind and said never mind Russ- Russell Westbrook is on his way to LA. That's the person that I blame. That exact person. That has to be Palinka. That would be Palinka. I mean, yes, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Vishy. Now, right now, we are talking hindsight. Like, what if Buddy Heel didn't work? We we also had uh, Danny Green, right? Danny Green, uh, uh, you know, uh, melted down in the finals. We no. all gave him... You never know. It's true. Buddy Heel Buddy would have worked because guess what? He's a knockdown shooter that doesn't need yeah. the ball in his hands. He can create for himself, and he's a knockdown outside shooter. He doesn't have to. Of LA got he's to not Brighton. dominant. He's not dominant. So it's a perfect compliment to to LeBron. The only thing is, we needed somebody. Go figure. This is so ironic. <laughs> we needed somebody to come to LA to take the load off of LeBron so he could rest. Right. Yep. So somebody yep. who could bring the ball up, make it easier for Bron. You know, so he could sit down and take days off. And lo and behold, we're here. He's taking days off. <laughs> And Russell Westbrook is, I mean, he's failing even to just be himself. <laughs> it, like, that's the part that boggles my mind. You had eight points, nine rebounds, six assists, six turnovers, shoot 7% from the field, and below 60% for free throw. I have a problem, guys. Mm-hmm. I really do. That that's just, your point guard stat? It sounds no, like that's you, you're just trying to do too much. That's just, just trying to do way too much. Maybe he'll relax a little bit, uh, but I am worried about the injuries continuing. Um, how many games Braun's going to play? How many games AD's going to play? How many games these 401, uh, <laughs> the 401 Ira the 401K Lakers, the 401K the Lakers, uh, are, are, I, 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 you know, I, that's a concern, and it's already, I mean, we're 10 games in, and it's already rearing its ugly head. Already. Already. But see, all this... I'm glad they're injured now than later. Right. This is good. Get get it out the way now. And it's not like I think LeBron will be back soon. I think it said like a week to two weeks and then he'll be back. I think he needs to just Vogel needs to actually be a coach instead of a friend or a partner. He needs to be able to tell, okay, Bron, it's time to sit down. Okay, it's time to play Rondo more. Okay, I'm gonna need Malik. Malik Monk, I'm going to need you to lock down on defense because he's another piece mm-hmm. that really gives us good minutes. Yep. And I don't understand why your rotations look as trash as they Dude. do. It's crazy. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, I know we shouldn't be leaning on the other guys. Like, I know we shouldn't, like, rest, having, like we said before, resting our, our, our hopes on Trevor Reza. Um, but sometimes the veterans will get into a game and be like, okay, we're going to Thank you, Andrea. We're, we're going to figure this out. You know what I'm saying? We're going to figure it out. And and I just don't see, 
like she was saying before, like Vogel need to get, get you know, get to be a coach now. Yeah, now is the time. Now is the time, and we don't have any time to waste anymore. We're five hundred. We're not in preseason anymore. I mean, Golden State is eight and one or seven and one or something like that. Yep. So and they like, haven't played yet. And, and, and yeah, and it's like and, you know because they're on a mission and they know and they have a system and they know what they want to run and they've been doing it for a long time and all the other stuff. But anyway, and and, th- and that really is the biggest thing because I mean, they're it's not just going to stay on the mission. It's a whole lot of play- teams on the mission. They're playing well. That, that, that a lot better than where us. And they're definitely with... not afraid of the Lakers. Right. Oh, no. Right. That's what I'm no. saying. Like, they, they, they know, like, hey, we, we have a good squad. And they, they're confident. Yeah. It, it, it's not like back in the day where, oh, yeah, it, they're, they're the top two and, and we, we're going to lose. We'll try our best. No. we had, There's teams out there that really, really believe that they could actually win the championship or or definitely get past the Lakers. Oh yeah, I don't think and, I don't think anyone's afraid of the Lakers right now. A lot of that is, I mean, goes back to the coaching. I think the coaching you you have to. Westbrook is definitely not having one of his best years. Nowhere near close to MVP, but that that means that as a coach, you have to have a conversation with him. Say, hey, what's going on? You know, what do you think that we could do to make make it more, you more effective, you know. You're not, you know. Uh, if you was not, if your name was not Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, you wouldn't be playing. Yeah. So, you know, what can we do? Because I know what you can do. I know how productive you can be. We've seen it. What can we do to make you better? What, what, you know, and and that need that conversation, and then work build the team around that, especially while LeBron's hurt. Yeah. All right. So if you watch the show, if you watch the Profanity Nation podcast, then you know that we always end our shows with a segment that we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Our buddy here, Money Mike, he's going to go ahead and share his thoughts or opinion on a topic, and he just wants to know if his thoughts are inbounds or out of bounds. I'm Money Mike. Real controversial, y'all. Okay. I hope we don't get kicked out. Get, get the we just, I mean, this is my first time being in the studio, man. I'm trying to get on. <laughs> hey, yo, yeah, man, we in the studio. Hey, hey, I, I, I've been, uh, there, was, there was something that happened over in LA or actually Inglewood. There's a football game. The football game was Inglewood. Uh, they were playing their rivals, 106 to nothing to do more side. Right. And, you know, all the news is on there talking about, oh, my God, you know, Inglewood, how dare they? This is high school. High school. Okay. High school football. They blew them out 106 to, to nothing. They had a two-point conversion from 104 to 106. And they're just – everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this this happened and bad sportsmanship and all this stuff. And 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 and, and, and then I, CIF started searching – Put a put a put a statement out. They said we expect coaches, players, officials, administrators, and students to adhere to the six pillars of character: trustworthiness, respect, responsibility, fairness, um, caring, and citizenship. Now, personally, I feel they did all that. They I just don't see a problem. I think they just whooped their ass. That's it. And I think and, and I think that listen, if you are on a on the opposing team and you have decided that you don't want to go and quit. I mean, you want to go and quit and not run hard because I saw those highlights. I mean, I, they were they were not running fast. They were not trying to tackle anybody. So why am I? Why is it okay? Why do I have to stop and not continue to score if if the opposing team doesn't want you know doesn't want to do anything to stop me? Now, this is how I feel. Right? I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, this this really burned me up because I hated all the media coverage and all the other stuff that did. Look, this is the problem. This is the problem with the kids today. Exactly. The, the problem with the kids today is, you know what? You need to get your feelings hurt. You know what I mean? If you, you know, I have glasses. They call me four eyes. They put, you know, they did the Rob thing. You know what I mean? But guess what? When I'm twenty twenty five, I'm hardened, right? So if someone say, Michael, you ugly. I'm not going to go try to kill myself, right? Because I've been through high school. I've been talked about. The, the, the problem with this world today and these kids, they don't have no adversity to them they're 20 years old. They, look, they interviewed the kids uh, over there. They said, yeah, we knew we was going to lose. Well, look, y'all knew y'all was going to lose. Y'all going <laughs> to lose. So am I out of bounds for saying it is okay for some feelings to get hurt and get and you to lose one oh six to nothing, and it ain't a big deal. Am I the balance for saying no? Hundred percent in balance. Hundred percent in balance. I can't even like you put it so perfectly because when you have those those players out there and they're it's one oh six to zero. Right. Look, man, 
sometimes look sometimes you need to learn life lessons right okay this is a life lessons you were you better than your opponent no okay okay <laughs> you're not this is evident by yeah. the score right so you can't so so what you need to do is work on your game yes my game was your game good enough to win the game or compete or score a point no it wasn't you need to get back into the gym and work harder if i'm telling you everything's gonna be okay and i'm gonna give you a trophy and say okay we're gonna eat pizza let's go out and eat pizza after the game we ain't learned nothing right because i know after every game they're gonna be pizza Pizza to me, like they said, pizza right. for winners. Pizza and ice cream? <laughs> and <Yeah>. ice cream? <laughs> Can I get sprinkles? So that's an inbounds. <laughs> oh, I'm inbounds. Okay, I'm definitely saying inbounds. Do we have anybody from Clubhouse that wants to chime okay. in? Okay, Andrea, Andrea, what do you think? Hey, man, you completely inbounds. Nice. They, oh, they went from Division 13 to Division 2. That thing got turned up uh, <laughs> right side up. I, I say you go for it, like. He's right. Society now has our kids too soft. We have to be able to like show some adversity and get ourselves prepared. So it's not such a big jump, you know, when they go to college or they go into the workforce. And I'm someone says no. I'm a man. And and then they throw a fit. They yep. cry, yep. they go home. They don't know how to handle it. You know, I'm, they just I'm ghost. They just yeah. shut it down now. That's all they do. Right. Yeah, that mercy rule is 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 for the week. It's I'm horrible. Vishan, do you have a do you have a uh you have a you have a comment on that? Uh I'm not that good with my football knowledge, but I'm gonna go inbound. There you go. Yeah, 100%. Hey, 100%. hey so let me tell y'all a real uh, a good story. I appreciate I'm 100 percent I'm gonna tell y'all a story. It happened. I was a, my I was at ASO. We had a soccer game and my daughter was there and, and we was on a sorry team, and I knew we was gonna be on a sorry team because the first time uh, uh, we had the coach. Coach said, I don't care if y'all win or lose. I just want y'all to have fun. I said, okay, this. And then he asked, then he asked, then he asked for somebody to help him coach. I said, dude, I can't help you because having fun is winning. So, you know, that's that's how I felt. But I'm going to tell you why I was proud of my daughter. I'm going to tell you why I was proud of my daughter. My daughter was on the field and she kind of was moping around and she was, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? She said, we're going to lose. You know what I told my daughter? I said, you don't be the reason. You know what she did? She went and scored a goal and then looked back at me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I told her about this. I said, you know, they're really mad. She said it, uh, it was 106 to zero. You know what she said? She said, they're bad losers. That's my baby. That's what I'm talking about. You understand that? As long you know, it's okay to lose, but you don't be the reason why you lose. If they all go over there and gave up, then that's they bad. Yep. But you don't be the reason. Absolutely. All right, y'all. We love it. All right. So, Money Mike, you're you're 100%, 100%. tonight uh, with your inbounds. You're out of bounds. Everything's good. Thank you so much, Clubhouse. We love having you guys participate. You guys mean the world to us. As you know, we are the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club room on Clubhouse, which happens to be the largest, the largest yeah. Los Angeles Over Lakers 10, fan club room. Oh, Over 10,000 10, members 000. now. So be sure to get on there. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you to our guest, Mark. Nunez and Maggie Awad. We definitely want to follow them. If you need information, they are going to keep you healthy and we will be back next week, you guys. And hopefully the Lakers will be doing a little better. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be at the, we'll be at the game tomorrow. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what happens. All right, guys. Until then, thank you so much. A podcast for the fans by the fans dive deep into the topics. The other shows miss raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Good. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams.